Good morning, and thanks so much for tuning in. Whether you're enjoying your morning coffee, just now tuning in, or on your way to a hike or headed to breakfast at one of our many chamber member restaurants, we appreciate that you're joining us for Profiles in Business. This is our opportunity to talk business and highlight what's happening in our community, especially now during COVID. Today, I'm joined by Diana Charbonneau, Development Coordinator for Impact of Southern Arizona. But before we get to Diana, I'd like to thank some of our show sponsors. Arizona Complete Health, Barker Contracting, BBVA Compass, and BFL Construction. And let's not forget to keep Tucson cooking. Hashtag keep Tucson cooking and check out our website. Check out those local restaurants and make sure to dine local. Now I would like to welcome our guest this morning, Diana Charbonneau. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us on. So Diana, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? A little about myself. I am an almost native Tucsonan. I went to college to get away in Washington, D.C. I got to experience a lot, lobby on Capitol Hill, and then I came back to Tucson. Tucson is home, and I hit the ground running and haven't stopped. I've done a lot of volunteer work. I try to be involved in the community as much as possible. I'm part of the Emerging Leaders Council for the Tucson Metro Chamber, and I'm always working on personal and professional development to see what I can do for the community. Let's talk a little bit about uh, our Emerging Leaders Council, affectionately known as ELC. What is your role with that organization, and what do you find to be the most impactful part of you being one of those uh, council members? And I do want to point out that it is an extremely competitive process uh, to be able to serve on that council. I have greatly enjoyed being part of ELC. I serve as the communications chair and it's really having almost the best of two worlds, if you will, just because we have all of the Tucson Metro Chamber benefits. And then we also have all of the chamber, uh, the ELC members who are dynamos in so many different industries locally. And really, I have to say, hands down, the most impactful thing is the mentorship that we receive as ELC members. We get mentorship from C-suite level chamber members, which has just really been life changing for me. I am very excited for this year. Jennifer Schoenault, the vice president of Love It and Touche, is my mentor this year, and I we've just had a blast. And if you could bottle up some of Jennifer's energy, I know I would feel better day to day. Definitely. it's uh, I miss seeing people, so just having somebody who can give me some support and knowledge uh, in these times is just so helpful. So let's talk about Impact of Southern Arizona. What is that organization and what work do you do in the community? So we do a lot in the community, but essentially we focus on six key areas trying to improve people's lives and futures. Our big one is our food from our food bank. We do about 10,000 pounds of food a week out of our food bank. We have a clothing bank. We have youth programs. Senior programs such as our senior meal deliveries, 85% of the seniors we deliver meals to are homebound. And then we also have resources, referrals, community education, basically a one-stop shop for when people are in need of critical resources that we can help them to get onto their path wherever that may be going forward. So during the times of COVID, I understand that you 
have your food bank. I assume that the demand for those services have increased. Can you talk a little bit about that? Definitely. So it was a very interesting shift that we saw during the pandemic, just because people weren't sure how long this would play out. We saw ups and downs as people were getting stimulus checks and things like that. But right now, on average, we have two families a day signing up for our services. So our food bank went drive through, our clothing bank shut down for a bit, but we have reopened it with plexiglass and PPE and all that good stuff because we need to be getting these resources out to the community. That's our number one concern. And how many people, uh, you said you, they were registered under the food bank. What do those numbers look like? Sure. So we we help over 3,000 individuals and families during the year. Our food bank actually spans two counties, Pima and Pinal County. So we are located in Catalina, which is a little far north, but we do serve all of Tucson and then up into Globe, Mammoth, San Manuel, Oracle, all those mining communities that have been forgotten about. But we haven't forgotten them and we really love our clients. They come from all different distances to come see us and we're thankful to see their happy smiling faces. So you talked about serving all over the community. What does that look like? You said there's a drive-through food bank. So where is that? So we are located in Catalina on 3535 East Hauser is where our food bank is. If you've ever been up to Catalina and see the Burger King, you'd make a right there and we're down there. And then our clothing bank is just a little bit up the street right by the Golden Goose Thrift Shop. If you've ever heard of them, we are one of the two beneficiaries of the Golden Goose Thrift Shop. Fantastic. So you said that people can find local resources. How do they qualify for that? Sure. So we run off of the income caps that are provided by DES. And there's a certain percentage if you fall above or below that. But I will say that during COVID, you know, we have, if you would stretch some of the limits of that, if you are really struggling just to meet check to check, even as a small business owner, or somebody who's struggling during this time, you can still qualify for our services. And I'd really recommend you can go on our website, you can look and see all the qualifications, but feel free to give our office a call. Our staff is extremely friendly, and they are happy to help you find our resources or any other resources such as the community food bank. What is that website? Our website is www.impactsoaz.org. So impactsoaz.org. And then there is a backslash need help, um, but that's a need help tab. And then um, the communityfoodbank.org is also a place you can find other food banks around. So nearly all nonprofits, their success so largely stems from their volunteers. What is Impact's uh, model for that? Well, because we do so much, we on a normal year, we have about 175 volunteer shifts a week. So 175 volunteer shifts a week. Obviously, with COVID, that has dropped down a bit. But we could not run what we do without our, our volunteers. We love them. We joke that if our volunteers didn't show up, we'd have to close down. But if our employees didn't, we could probably still keep running with them. So um, we're just so thankful <laughs> for our volunteers. <laughs> Are you still accepting volunteers during these COVID times? Yes, we are. And we are in need of volunteers. If you are in the area, if you know somebody who is, we are, because we serve a senior population and the children and the food bank, we have the highest 
sanitation going on. We have PPE available, hand sanitizer. We printed impact masks. We are really protecting our volunteers and our clients. That's our utmost importance right now. And so if someone wants to volunteer, what process do they have to go through to become a volunteer? It's pretty easy. You can shoot us an email at volunteer at impactsoaz.org or give our office a call at 520-825-0009. We have a pretty simple application that you fill out. And Christina, who is amazing, is our volunteer coordinator helping juggle all of the different things that we do from the drivers to pick up food to the drivers who deliver food. And it's just a, a very large operation and like I said, we couldn't do it without those volunteers. Good morning. Here we are with Profiles in Business with the Tucson Metro Chamber. Our special guest this morning is Diana Charbonneau with Impact of Southern Arizona. We are talking about the many ways that Impact is helping women and families. Uh, Diana, I would assume that the demand for services has grossly increased during COVID. And now uh, we are almost to the day uh, of the stay at home order over the past year. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you guys have been able to work on and amplify during COVID? Sure. For lack of a better word, we did have to pivot quite a few things that we do. Our, like I mentioned, our food bank, we turned it into a drive through food bank our senior meal deliveries is one of our most innovative things that we had to do. We have a for full commercial kitchen we had to shut down. So we used to cook all of our meals. We actually were able to partner with Stay Naked Kitchen and they are providing all of our meals for us. And then we are able to deliver them that way. So that was just one way we were able to shift a little. Um, uh, honestly, one of the biggest changes we've seen is our client changes. You know, before it was people who, you know, need to go to the food bank, which is a stigma we're really trying to break down anyways. But nowadays we have small business owners who are struggling. We have people who've been furloughed or laid off due to COVID, people who have back pay on their utilities. If you really just need help, that's what we are here for. And it can be emotionally traumatizing going through some of the situations some people have, and we're really just here to help. I understand you have a really developed Thanksgiving program. Uh, what did that look like this past year during such high demand? So we like to call it the Thanksgiving that almost didn't happen. <laughs> we <laughs> have a, like you said, normally on an average year, we give out about 350 Thanksgiving kits, which is the turkeys, the, the stuffing, all the stuff that goes with it, pies, all that good stuff. And three days before our Thanksgiving kit giveaway, they canceled our order. It was at the time when you couldn't get that many turkeys. You couldn't get that many of anything. So luckily, we have a great program manager and volunteers. We found an IPA in Coolidge that could fill the order. We had volunteers drive up there in our box truck to go get all of it and bring it back. So we had to turn it drive through. But really, it almost didn't happen. And there's a lot of organizations, unfortunately, that had the same thing happen that couldn't pull those resources. So we're just so thankful to the Golden Goose who thrift shop that really helped us put that on and to our volunteers who make it all happen. As a nonprofit yourself, I suspect that you have been impacted uh, to coin a word by the effects of COVID. Uh, can you talk about, you know, what has been the biggest impact to the organization, not necessarily to your services, but 
with how you're able to fundraise and provide those services? So two fronts, I suppose. I think the first thing I would mention is the face-to-face, you're not really getting to be as personal with our clients as we used to be. We did shut down our lobby. We are really trying to be take all the safety precautions we can. And you lose a little bit of that personal touch if you would. So our volunteers are still getting to see people come through the drive-through line, but um, that personal touch and then shifting to the fundraising side, it's also very difficult to meet with new donors, new companies when you're not out networking and being able to just have a conversation that easily leads into, oh, this is an amazing organization. I'd love to support you. So the networking and fundraising piece has definitely been a challenge. Also, of course, the nonprofit events our big event we had to postpone. We missed it by four days. It was March 20th, our 20th anniversary celebration, and the world shut down on March 16th. So here in Arizona anyways. So um, so that impacted our fundraising a lot. So are there plans to be able to bring back that 20-year anniversary event? We are... We are, but we are changing it a little bit. So this upcoming month, which is Friday, April 2nd, will be our Women of Impact. It will be virtual. I had high hopes we might be able to pull off something hybrid, but as we get closer, I think it's clear to everyone that's not going to happen. But we, we actually changed it from a 20th anniversary celebration to a celebration of hope, especially because of the times we find ourselves in. Throughout this entire pandemic, our clients are family, our friends have said, thank you for giving us hope that we will make it through this situation, that there are people out there to help us because when you lose everyone around you physically, it's also hard to have that emotional connection and be able to lean on people. So um, that's our big message for Women of Impact 2021. We're going to be sharing some stories from local people, your neighbors, people who you might not even know were struggling who received an act of kindness that helped them continue on their path. So you talked about how last year you were going to celebrate that 20 year anniversary of impact. Talk to us about what those accomplishments have looked like and how the organization has evolved and changed through those 20 years. The, the trajectory path of impact is incredible, and I really commend everybody who founded it. It was originally started as Catalina Community Resource Center. It was just for Catalina. They wanted to create a food bank. They wanted to give back. They, it started in a slump block house where they could open the window and give you some food out of the window. <laughs> and as the board, as everyone realized, this is a problem that we really need to expand our service area and slowly started to reach out as Oro Valley is creeping up towards Catalina, if you would. <laughs> so in starting in a stump block house, the programs expanded one by one from the food bank to also the clothing bank to also, we need to help the kids. We need to be feeding kids throughout school breaks. So it really just was this domino effect. And if anything, I think this pandemic has really proved how strong the organization has grown over these 20 years where we are now reinvesting two and a half million dollars or more every year back into the community through those programs. So it is, uh, we are almost on that cusp of tax season, although accountants probably would argue with me about that cusp part because they're probably living and breathing it every day right now. So I know that on December 31st, it is my routine to 
start cutting my checks to the different nonprofits for the tax credits. And unfortunately, every now and then I get a notice saying, sorry, we've maxed out on on what we can receive. So I certainly uh, encourage listeners to not be like me and wait until December 31st to contribute those tax credits because right now seems as good a time as any to cut those checks. Can you talk a little bit about what the Arizona Charitable Tax Coalition uh, tax credit looks like? Sure. So there's the Arizona Charitable Tax Coalition where you are able to donate to a nonprofit or a QCO or a school. And there's different lists of who is qualified for those. So contact your prof- tax professional for that one. But um, <laughs> it, you can file, you can donate $400 if you're single, filing, filing single, and up to $800 if you're married filing jointly. And you can get that back dollar for dollar on your state taxes, not federal. They did have some changes where you can make donations for federal, but this is for state in Arizona. So essentially you give money and you get it back. And I do this for Junior Achievement of Southern Arizona. I sit on the board for them. And it's just a really great way to, if you would offset the tax man a little while still being able to give back to our nonprofits. And like I said, I'd really recommend you check out with your local tax professional or the Arizona Charitable Tax Coalition website for who qualifies for that. And there's really great organizations on there, of course, as impact, but um, I love our community and I love supporting our community. Absolutely. Uh, I have a few that I contribute to uh, and I just decide, you know, what is my cause this year? And for me personally, it's so often going to be in the workforce development space. So I love the idea of earn to learn and being able to help uh, those that help themselves go to college. And it's such a great program. But, you know, there's also uh, the foster uh, charitable tax credits, too, mm-hmm. and, and as well. And there's a couple of veteran organizations. So you can get those three different tax credits. And then the federal one was a new one specific for CARES. And I absolutely agree. Talk to your tax professional. Uh, and so many of these nonprofits do actually have even uh, on their homepage, you know, click here to learn more about it with all of those details. And you can always just use the Google and type in Arizona Charitable Tax Coalition and it'll bring up that list. Uh, so I think that, uh, of course, you have to have a certain amount of income to get those tax credits back to you. But um, for those that can, I, I think it's up to like $4,000 for a marital for a couple to do once you also include um, Institute of Better Education, IBE, uh, to be able to contribute to your private schools. And then your public schools can certainly take a tax credit up to $400 each. Uh, so that is my soapbox is I think it is so important for people to be aware of these dollar for dollar tax credits that you can completely dedicate to whatever cause you want. You can, de- you can contribute to your local school and have it go towards a specific program that you want a uh, private school. It can be in your neighbor's child's name. Um, so many ways to give back to impact just your local neighbors, as opposed to those dollars going up to the state and you, you know, not being able to track where they go. Uh, so definitely, you know, talk to your tax accountant about that. So Diana, back to impact. So you talked about serving, help me on my numbers, 3000 people through the food bank. What yep. about your overall reach in general as the organization as a whole? Well, the, so the 3000 number is, 
an overall number if you okay. would it's it's over 3000 and I right now the numbers are growing so fast I have to get an update every <laughs> almost every week if you would but there's there's just so many different programs that we do with impact and I think that's where we really get our reach so for example our food bank and then our clothing bank through our clothing bank we give out 70,000 pieces of clothing throughout the entire year so um, the, out of that it's 500 plus families we have people from all over the spectrum I mean that is one of the big things that I would like to mention is don't think of the food bank as somewhere you have to go as your last resort and you're not even going to make it like we would like to get you before you are feeling that we are here as a resources to help stretch your budget for example, if you need gas, but you can come in to get food from us, then you can put that money towards gas to go to your interview or things like that. It's really just trying to shift the mentality of people that these resources are here for for you, for anybody who you might know is in need of assistance. Our MIMS program, our Mighty Impact Meals, we feed over 100 students plus their families throughout the entire school year. So we have programs that are running throughout any given time that I walked out in my office the other day. I said, why is the hallway lined with toys? <laughs> so we just have so many things going on at any given time. And thankfully we have some really great support, like the golden goose thrift shop, our corporate sponsors, our partners, the rotary groups who support us. I mean, it's just such a vast operation. It's, and there's only eight of us in the office staff who make all of that happen. Uh, really, they do. They do incredible work. <laughs> so how can people help? I mean, we've talked about they can give their time. We've talked about they can contribute their tax credit dollars. But what else? Honestly, one of the biggest things that I think gets overlooked is spreading the word of an organization, sharing a social media post. Right now, we've been trying to run campaigns of do, do you fall under any of these do you have a utility that's been back paid things along those lines and not just for impact for so many of our organizations I share a volunteer opportunity of the week usually every on my Facebook and just that alone you never know who's going to see it that might be able to make that exponential impact or have a higher you know give factor of their time their energy you know there's so many different ways to give back. And really, that's a big one. Just helping us spread the word that we are here and that we are here to help. What about uh, contributing? I mean, does your food bank take food collections and the clothing bank take clothing connections? What What does that look like during the time of COVID? It does look a little different. So we do take food do donations. It's a little different than it used to be, but we still at our food bank there in Catalina accept food donations. We do try to keep everything wrapped and packaged if possible so that we were able to, you know, sanitize what we are able. Luckily, our food partners that we have, Safeway, Target, and Fries, they all donate to us daily. And so that's really a big piece. Um, we have had to be buying a little more food than normal. But our clothing bank, I mean, if there's one thing through this pandemic, a lot of people were cleaning. So <laughs> we got a lot of really great donations, especially being right there by Saddlebrook. And so we take food donations, clothing donations. We do toy donations. We do backpacks during back to school time. So um, really, we'll, we'll accept 
almost anything. And if it's not something we can take, we can tell you an organization that can't take it. Diana, we're just about out of time today. Can you give our listeners contact info once again so we can make sure that they can better connect with Impact or social media? Sure. So you can visit our website at www.impactsoaz.org. That's impactsoaz.org. Our phone number is 520-825-0009. That's 825-0009 if you want to call and see if you qualify for any resources that we have. And then also our Facebook is facebook.com backslash impactsoaz. But impact of Southern Arizona, sometimes you'll get a physical therapy impact, but we're the we're impact of Southern (laughs) Arizona. So um, really connect with us, spread the word. And we're really here, happy to help and proud Tucson Metro Chamber members. Thank you so much. This was a fantastic conversation with Diana Charbonneau with impact of Southern Arizona and one of the Tucson Metro Chamber's emerging leader council members. Thanks so much, Diana. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate all you guys have done. So we'd like to thank some of our additional show sponsors this morning. Cox Communications, Port of Tucson, and Bank of America. To find out more about the Tucson Metro Chamber, our events, and our programs, check us out at tucsonchamber.org. And remember to shop chamber members first. Also, we want you to keep Tucson Cooking. Check us out, www.keeptucsoncooking.com. You can learn about special meals and deals, things happening in the restaurant industry, including stories from our local chefs, and then information on who's doing takeout, etc. We want you to certainly patron those restaurants, and of course, you can get your food to go. And lastly, let's remember to fly Tucson first. While fewer people have been traveling lately, Tucson International Airport is doing even more these days to help ensure the health and safety of travelers, such as installing safety shields at counters, encouraging physical distancing, and of course, they are cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. It's called TUS Cares, and you can read more at flytucson.com. These might be different times, but one thing has not changed. TUS is nonstop for Tucson. That's all we have this morning. I'm Amber Smith. Have a great end to your weekend.